Good evening and welcome to another episode of Two Up Top. I'm Gav Matt, that's Ed Hall, that's Stephen Cotton. Ed, how are you? I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. Yeah, Cotton, how are you? Yeah, splendid. Wonderful, wonderful Sunday has been had by all. Exactly what I expected, exactly what I expected. Um, Of course, um, you can, uh, well, there's been loads of drama this week in terms of um, what is going on in the world. So we say the message... But let's do something about it now because it's getting really, really frustrating. Every time something happens, every time we try and make a little bit of edgeway, someone does something, Slavia Prague, and, you know, it just doesn't seem to compute. <coughs> so, no room for racism is the message. If you see it, deal with it, report it, do something about it. We need to start making changes as well because it's starting to get really bloody frustrating i'll tell you that for now and um on the good side of course you can follow us on all social media platforms um youtube facebook twitter twitch instagram and twitter at to top football and did you put if you know if, well <laughs> did you know uh if you put to top into google i'll make us at first lovely lovely stuff there you go right okay fa cup weekend and premier league football this week so let's start with i well, say so yeah, let's start with what oh. we've just seen. Wow. I actually did an accident, <laughs> but I'm going to run with it. <laughs> Leicester 3, Manchester United 1. Um, Kletchi Iniacho showing the, you know, how, how good he is. You know, Ballon d'Or elect. I told you, to be fair. Uh, yeah, John, we, we've been saying it for years, haven't we? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, to be fair, he had a really good game. Really, really good game. Didn't save that last bit, so uh, let's put that back up there for a moment. But the goals came, came from Kelechi and Acho. Um, he, got, he scored a brace and uh, Tielemans scored. Nice little goal as well. I was one shot on target short of some more money uh, if Greenwood uh, had had another one again. Cotton, I'll come to you first. You're the United fan. Talk to me. We made him look like 08 Barcelona, really, didn't we? I mean, mm. Leicester were great. Well, they were the better team on the day, but we it was a combination of they were good and we we made it so easy for them, man. Like, I, I, I just going straight into it, but just looking at all three goals, like obviously Fred's under-hit back pass or whatever it is. I mean, what do we say literally every week? Just because you can play it out from the back doesn't mean you should. Um, so obviously that so early on into the game just set the tone. Even when we got the goal back, I didn't feel comfortable at all. I think the second goal, I think the Tielemans goal is um, like Fred, just nobody wants to go to him. And then Fred kind of half tries to go to him and then just kind of bottles it. So he, just it uh, he just lets him, uh, Tielemans was just literally allowed to stroll. He, it wasn't even like an insane burst of pace. He wasn't Yaya Toure running like Usain Bolt from one, from the halfway line to the edge of the box. It was, he just went and everyone just backed off and backed off. And then the header at the end, I mean, I might be super critical of everyone. I thought the fact that Maguire was too busy wrestling Sancho to even attempt to contest the ball. Everyone was just waiting for someone else to deal with it. McTominay wasn't following any at the back. Should the keeper be doing better? I mean, at this point, what, what does it matter? I mean, I think we were so bad on the ball today, off the ball. I don't think... There was so much talk about Van der Beek getting subbed off, and it was like, oh, she feels sorry for him. I don't, no, I don't. How, what, what's there to feel sorry for when he's been given his chances to play? He's never rocked up, man. He hasn't given mm. even like a little glimpse of what. And everyone's like, what a dummy for him. Like, great dummy. Like, don't get me wrong, but that doesn't mean he's had a good game. Like, Fred was just, uh, um, it's not it, is it? Do you know, like, when we initially signed Fred and everyone cussed us out, and then he had that like purple patch in the last like nine months. 
That, well, he's, that's probably the peak of his career now because it's just back to normal Fred, isn't it? Like, can't pass the ball, can't hold the ball. Like, uh, genuinely, can you tell me what Fred's main attribute is? Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, fair. He doesn't have one. He's, he's, I don't know. Like, is he meant to be a ball carrier? Is he meant to be spreading, like, spraying 40, 50 yard passes? Is he meant to be tackling? He can't tackle. He can't shoot. He can't pass. You know, he can't. He can barely pass. I think he's just there for presence and put pressing on. I can't really. Yeah, he's literally just a. Pre- he's just a professional footballer. Yeah, and that's yeah. it. Yeah. Do you know? Pro footballer. What do you do? Professional footballer. Professional footballer. Yeah. I pass. I shoot. You know. <laughs> that's what I do. <laughs> do. Do you know what? As well. But like, he doesn't. Ed. He does. Yeah. Well, no. It does to a certain level. I mean, he wouldn't be at Manchester United if he was really that poor. I mean, let's be honest. Just because someone doesn't perform, it doesn't mean he's poor. Do you think Man United kind might have? And obviously, this isn't an excuse because all our clubs go through it every single year. But do you think it was quite hard to psych yourself up for another intense knockout game, especially after the Milan game, to then yeah. go straight to a Leicester? I mean, that shouldn't be the case, but I, I, I see what you're saying. And I feel that might be a thing. I mean, there's, everyone's schedule at the minute is nuts. I mean, we've literally in the last few weeks come off playing. Uh, we beat City, then we're in the Cup, then we're in the champ- uh, Europa League, then it's another big league game, then it's the Europa League second leg, and now this in the space of however. I think the problem was as well that he tried, which he tried to rotate the team so everyone's fresh because everyone played in Milan on, on Thursday. Or was it in my life? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was um, in Milan, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So everyone, everyone was knackered. So I can understand why he's wanted to drop. Uh, well, rest, Fernandez, Shaw, etc. But it just didn't work out, man. Like, uh, this really pains me to say because I loved him before he even came to the Prem. But Alex Tellez is becoming a bit of a myth. Like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not overly enthused with. It takes time for players to settle in, and we were talking about it on. Um... Oh, I can't watch show I was doing the other day. And I think me and Ed spoke about it last week as well. But when a player comes over, oh, it was on um, the Let's Talk, um, Let's Talk pod on Friday. When players come over, or when you go somewhere else, it takes time to bed in. We're like, name me five players that have come over to the Premier League and have hit the ground running instantly and have maintained it throughout their whole career. Five. Salah. Three. Yep. Salah, mm. Bruno Fernandes. Did Salah, did, did Salah score in his first couple of games? For Liverpool, yeah. Yeah, he scored on, on his first game. He still yeah. scored right. it. Fair enough. Okay, but then, Fernandes, but then again, yeah. I guess for, you could no, you could probably well, use limit- Salah. Salah at Chelsea wasn't. But yeah, the point still stands. Go on. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very limited who can do that. So Alex Tellez, one, he doesn't have a decent run of games because one, well, because Luke Shaw has been doing bits, let's be real. And two, it's, it's a different pace. It's a different standard of football that you're playing in the Premier League in comparison to what you play over in over at Porto. Don't matter how many Champions League games you played or how many international games you played. The Premier League has a, sp- a specific style of football, as does La Liga, as does Serie A, as does every league in the world. So to bag on him, I think is a bit harsh. If he'd played 40 games already this season and he's still playing like this, I think we'd have more of an argument. He's a backup. He, yeah. he, you said it, I think you said it before, Cotton. Him coming has made sure a better player. Oh, 100%, yeah. It's just, tell, mm. tell us always was decent with dead balls. And it's just like, every time I see him put a cross or a free kicker, now it's over hit or under hit. But 
It is what it is. We're out of the cup, so that's, I mean... Do you feel like the players have kind of lost motivation? Because, obviously, the Premier League campaign's over for you, especially, because you you definitely got Champions League football, but you're so far off the top that, you know, you're not going to challenge for that. You, you know, you're now out of the FA Cup. Do you just feel a bit deflated? Do you just kind of want the season to end now? I know you're still in the Europa League, but... Yeah, no, I'm, yeah. Yeah, 100%, 100%, like like you said, there's not much... And the further on it gets, I'm seeing. Like, I'm just so uninspired watching us play at the minute that I'm worried now how how far we're going to drop in the table. Like, are we going to bottle it and scrape like top four but come end of the season? Nah, I can't. I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't think no, you no. could because I think we've got ten games left, didn't we? Or nine? Yeah. Yeah. Nine. Yeah. yeah. I can't it, see it. But yeah, like end of season now. Like if the if we go through the next stage of the rope, well, say we get knocked out of the next stage of the Europa League, then what's that? What what what's the season for then? Like, well, you've got to just ensure second place. Yeah, that's it. I mean, it is deflating. Because that shows yeah. progress. Yeah, it does. It shows forward movement. Why not setting it? Is smashing up the 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 comments right now and. Um, well, we'll ask you as well, Cotton, because like, it's a bit savage. Um, that is only just put me in editing. But um, he said that, um, you know, how, how can Tellers settle with no recognised system in a team that play freestyle football? I mean, it's clearly just a troll because, like, the, the, our defence and our system hasn't... We do have a system. Well, Tell you us- sort of do, but you're changing, like, you, you change your back four so regularly. Because we haven't got decent centre-backs. <laughs> that's so, it like, yeah. we mix and match a lot because the players we've got uh, we've said this before and unfortunately we can't do a city and spend 50 million every summer on a centre back until we get it right do you know what I mean like mm. we, we've played a, a whole different back four because Shaw has been in and out of injuries at the start of the season and whatnot. Wambasaka, well we've only got one right back so Wambasaka's played every single game for the last 74 years and going, going between Maguire Lindelof to Anzabi and Boye has mainly been down to injuries. Like one of them's injured, so the other one goes in, etc. Like we haven't got a settled partnership. Like I trust Lindelof, but I don't trust Lindelof with Maguire. And like I trust no, Boye. Would you trust? Would you trust Boye with Lindelof? Because I would. No, 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 no. Boye has to be with Maguire as well. You need. You can't. So it just depends who's available. But yeah, yeah I mean, t- tell. I don't think it's a case of settling. Like. If you if you've been playing the game that long and, and you're, you're that good, I don't, I don't think it's too much of. I think I think you need a leader for Maguire. I mean, Maguire's the leader and the more experienced centre back there. But I think if you leave Maguire to be the standout centre back, you can only be so good. And that's not really a disrespect to Maguire. I just think he's a a good centre back. I don't think he's the. Off. Yeah, he's yeah. a good centre back. Yeah. So if I was to go for a centre back, I wouldn't want to go for an understudy. You know, like kind of what Joe Gomez is to Van Dyke. No, I'd want to find a Van Dyke to the Joe Van Gomez. Dyke, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. So, yeah. Look, well, we've we've we banged on we've banged on about about United. Let's talk about Leicester for a hot minute because Leicester are in the semi-finals of the FA Cup for the first time in 35 years. This is a massive achievement for Leicester. They won the title in 2016. They came from nothing, so to speak, and haven't really done as much or done anything since. You know, they did really well last season. But then dropped off right at the end. Uh, I say that's a lie. That the first half of the season they were they were phenomenal. Second half of the season they were dog. And for me, I think they were lucky to finish in the top in 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 in, in the fifth spot. This season they've been in the top four all season, and now they are semi finalists in the FA Cup. This is this has to be forward movement now for Leicester. 
Yeah, hundred percent. And there's, uh, do you know, this season, I think there's there's three people to thank for it. Br Brendan Rogers, because he's just obviously a tactical genius. Like it's no banter aside. Like um, Tielemans has been probably their most influential player, um, and the the resurgence of Iniacho because Vardy hasn't been hitting heights at the minute, and Iniacho has actually finally stepped up. And he, when he's in this form, man, he is. Woof, you wouldn't want to play against him every week. Well, Rogers Erhan's is still a youngish manager, you isn't he? Though, like, I still yeah. stand by that. I, I quite, I think, um, because of what Klopp did at Liverpool, a few people clown on Rogers, but I quite respected Rogers. I thought he was a good manager, but I thought it, he was still learning a few things. That was very evident when he was yeah. at Liverpool. So, a Leicester would have been Swansea. the ideal. But well, yeah, he just went from Swansea to Liverpool, whereas he's learned a lot at Celtic. He's continuing to learn at Leicester. Liverpool or another club should have come after that. He's the best British manager we've got. And I know he's Northern Irish, but I'd have him as England manager in a heartbeat. But I think well, he, I, that he, but he'd want to do um, more club level before he did that. People bagged on Arsenal when they were linked with him. It was like, oh, what, you know, flop, this, that and the other. Well, he's doing all right no so way. far. Now no Arsenal way. fans are, 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 are you know, eating their words. Um, yeah, Erhan's watching via YouTube. Thank you very much for watching. I, I didn't say, I didn't thank you either, uh, why not setting it? But yeah, thank you. And if you've got any, anyone watching on any social media platforms, you know, feel free to log your comments in and we'll chat about it as well. Um, Ian Acho went from wonder kid to flop to good again. What a roller coaster. It is mm -hmm. mad because we, we, we said it on last week's show that Ian Acho was it, the, the, the conversation was who would you rather in your team, Rashford or Ian Acho? You know, and because they're both bagging every other week each. It's like, oh, you know, Rashford just bagged a brace. Oh, it's got to be Rashford. And then Ian Acho would bag it. It's like, oh, it's got to be Ian Acho. He went to Leicester and he found a, he took a very long time to settle. He's now playing in the same team, in the same starting lineup as Vardy and is finding the back of the net. And there was a couple of moments in the game today where he showed some real old school. It was a day of nostalgia for me watching that game because there was times when he had some proper old school big man up front holding the ball up feeding it off and going into the channels and things like that I had a lot of time for that and Sionchi's tackle I had to go to Twitter with it because I was like man I offer I, I, I need I needed Sionchi to to commit that foul because I had money <laughs> on the yellow card so when he goes in I was like oh well that's easy stuff isn't it and then you see it again it is the most beautiful tackle I have seen for the best part of 25 years. <laughs> Signed it to perfection, man. It was. That was one down in the corner, wasn't it? Down. Yeah. There. Yeah, yeah. Breath of fresh areas. Um, let's see what else happened around the FA Cup. Chelsea, they had a relatively comprehensive victory against Sheffield United. 2-0. Um, it was Ollie Norwood with an own goal. Basically, it was a shot from from Ben Chilwell. It was going wide. It got nicked off. Ollie Norwood has gone in. He had a very Jekyll and Hyde performance today, poor, poor Ollie. And right at the end, Zayec, you know, it's two in two in all competitions now. So... You know, is Zayat finally getting into the vibe at Chelsea, or is it just a little bit of flash in the pan? I, I, I bet a bit of flash in the pan. To be fair, yeah, I think this two nil two nil really flatters um, Chelsea. I thought Sheffield United had probably the better of the exchanges. I think they had the better chances to score, mm. and they've only conceded in the ninety second minute after they've been countered, and mm. should have scored just before that. 
Yeah, was that yeah. McGoldrick header? Like, yeah, he just hit oh. it too clean. Um, I tell you what, I think the reason you saw so much fight from Sheffield because this was really all that remained from their season. Yeah. <laughs> That's all they got. No, and we give you they you know they gave it their all and they still lost two 0 blessing. Um, that's it now. That is it. That's the end of story. End of the fairy tale. Chelsea continue to win. Chelsea are in a Champions League quarterfinal against the probably uh, the best opponents you could have got after Liverpool. Honestly, Porto. So they'll probably get through to the semis. Um, you know, they're through to the quarter. Is the quarterfinals of the FA Cup are we going to or the semis? semis. Going to the semis. This is semis. this is the yeah. quarters. Yeah, yeah, this was the quarter. So they go to the semi-final of the FA Cup and Keep they are the clean sheet. Ed. Yeah, and you know they they had a little bit of a blip by drawing against Leeds, which has opened up the top four slightly. But with West Ham losing, you'd put them as strong favourites now um, for top four. So I'm... weren't that bad, you know? They were three 0 up, but they, it was three all. It was it might feel like a defeat for West <laughs> Feels Ham, like a but... Loss, yeah. <laughs> but West Ham, yeah, should... West Ham should have been five 0 up if you ask me. <laughs> no, I think they should have been three 0 up, but then it should have been five three Arsenal. And then it should have been five all. That game, we'll talk about it in a minute, but that game should have yeah. ended seven six. But I don't know which way. But Chef United, you're right. This is the only thing that they've got to go for. And they made a really good account of themselves against a very informed Chelsea side. But Chelsea just they're just finding ways to win. And they're mm-hmm. they, I'll tell you what they look like. They look like champions. Mm-hmm. This is what champions do. This is this is what reminds me of you know when United were winning title after title. They would go through these games where you know things would happen, but they go out there, they find a way to win, they keep a clean sheet, and it's like right, let's move to the next one. So the way that Chelsea arrived today, they might have felt a level of complacency, but they got the job done, and that's the main thing. And this is their best opportunity for a trophy, in my opinion. So. Why not go out and get it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Let's not forget though. Like we looked at this squad at the start of the year and went, "Oh, that's a, that's a Premier League winning squad. That is yeah. a better like Tuchel's great had been sacked from PSG, but this is a better squad than PSG's by a mile. Hmm. Like yeah, that, this is probably the most um, attractive job in terms of squad in the world when it was available. In terms of squad, yes. Yeah. In terms because- of Chalice, no. No, in terms of, yeah, no, of course not. But I mean, you look at that and you go, I could easily win with that squad. And then yeah. and then I get to make my own sign-ins. Sign me up. Mm. <laughs> yeah, and it's funny because I just put that comment out from Erhan. Um, you know, like, I, lo- I love the sarcasm because that's, that's the sort of level of chat that I put as well. So, you know, I rate that a lot. And then he goes, um, you know, I'm shocked of, of Tuchel's defensive team and it's like you don't expect this at all from Tuchel because he is so free-flowing he gets he gets excitement from your teams he did it at Mainz he did it at Dortmund he did it at PSG free-flowing scoring goals but it goes to show that last season was an issue at Chelsea they conceded a hell of a lot of goals I think they were what the fifth fifth highest conceded goals or something like that the first half of the season was an issue and the first half, they were winning games and they went through runs and they, you know, they had that run when, when Mendy first signed, he's got like five clean sheets in six or something like that. And then they started dipping and that's what ultimately lost Frank his job. So it's clear that the conversation was there that we need to address the defensive issues. 
It's still got the same players. Christensen's still playing. Zuma's still playing. Rudiger's yep. still playing. That's what I was say, fans, is the problem still there, yeah. though? Is the problem still well, there, though? Because if he's doing a fantastic job, if these seven same set of players have been struggling for so long, yes, there'll be an element of coaching. Yes, there'll be an element of confidence. But if that confidence drops in any of them players, you could see the same things creep in. I'm not trying to set a narrative or anything, but I'd still look to um, improve that defensive line with additional players, despite despite how good they've got. Yeah. No, I agree. And I, I just think that sometimes players, well, players are human. And sometimes all they need is an arm around their shoulder. So if things aren't working, instead of effing and jeffing and telling them this and telling them that, you might need a manager with a good head and just put an arm around the shoulder and say, look, this is what we need. And I personally think, at United, they haven't got that. And mm-hmm. because I reckon if another manager came into United who is more experienced, who's done it a bit before, I think they'll be able to get more of a tune out of what's going on defensively. Because how much would we laughing at Chelsea with Christensen saying how dead he is and we're doing whatever? How much would Chelsea fans kicking off at Rudiger saying is this, that and the other? Rudiger looks like 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 a, a black Beckenbauer at the moment. It's a madness. So, look, I, I'm... I'm, I'm really, I'm, from a football fan's point of view, I'm really enjoying what Chelsea are doing. From an Arsenal's fan um, fans' point of view, I, it makes me sick to the stomach. Gav, I would say though, just before just before we move on from that, I would say they've been looking really uninspiring going forward though. Like they're yeah, keeping, that's the issue. They're, keep, they're keeping clean sheets. But that, but that's the thing. You, look, he can get all his plaudits for for keeping all these clean sheets for Chelsea. Yeah? But like, let's not forget, he also has a team that has Havertz, uh, Werner, Giroud, Hudson Odoi, uh, Pulisic, uh, Zayech, right? Abraham. So the fun- Okay, so he but but when they're not scoring in games and, they, and he's not getting a tune out of them, like it's all well and good keeping your clean sheets. But when you've got that squad and you're still in, still struggling to score goals, I mean, they the, today's result could have been if 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 Sheffield United had a striker that could score goals, they probably wouldn't be bottom of the, champ, of, the of the Premiership, and then have scored a few today and really put it on Chelsea. But yeah, because they're in the positions where they're creating opportunities. Um, but when you've got Ollie McBurney and David McGoldrick as your main strikers, that's it. It's, that's it. It's tough. It's it's it, and they bought on Ryan Brewster towards the end, but we've already had the conversation about Ryan Brewster. He does not inspire. Um, right. I, I I got warm a lot during this game. Bournemouth nil, Southampton three. Before the game started, I honestly believed that Bournemouth were going to do something here. But future Jamaica international, the guy who's going to take us to World Cup glory, Nathan Redman was sublime yesterday. You could argue going, oh, yeah, but look at the opposition. They're in the championship. They're doing all right in the championship, thank you very much. Yeah, they've had a bit of a dip in form. They're going to be focused more on the championship because they've not made it as easy as they should. Um, No, exactly. But like Southampton have had a torrid time since October. They have been dog. So for him to turn up and, and do what he did, look, the game finished 3-0. Gineppo scored the opener. And you know, I'm, I, everyone knows I'm a big fan of Gineppo anyway. And you know who but got the assist? The, the through ball from Nathan Redmond was... It's one of the best assists I've seen. He timed it so well and just thread it through the tiniest of gaps. And I was desperate for that goal to go in. 
desperate just because how many times do we see sexy passes like that and there's you know it goes wide or they shag it or do something happens and you think but now it went in and then the second goal where is is you know he's gone across the uh, across the box and then drilled it in the opposite top corner unbelievable finish unbelievable beautiful beautiful and then number three wow guy's an animal yeah, yeah, he did have a he did have a great game. I, I I thought Southampton were going to be in trouble here as well, just because their form is so bad at the minute. And even playing Bournemouth, I thought, are they gonna are they gonna have the metal? But look, mate, Southampton now FA Cup semi final. It's not a terrible season. But do you they're think like, do you now. think they're that badly? I mean, I know results haven't gone their way, but I've still seen them in games up to a certain point, and then once they concede their goal, they just kind of fall to bits. But there's still that fight in them. So I imagine when they come up against Bournemouth, they're like, oh, this is nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah someone, no, on our, you know, someone on our level. You know, yeah, boys. like... <laughs> yeah. Nah, oh, yeah. Southampton, Southampton are just a weird side. Look, they remind me of Brighton. We'll talk about Brighton in a moment anyway. But, like, they remind me of Brighton because they, you know, they do actually play some nice football. They've got some decent players. Last week, we were, we were saying how, how much we enjoy players like Vestergaard, absolute tank, Great, I think he's a quality defender. Um, Bednarek, I think Bednarek is probably one of the most unluckiest defenders out there. You know, he makes something his will happen. Like... Oh, yeah, but it's, <laughs> it, it's like, he just turns up and it's like, oh, bollocks. Do you know what I mean? It's just like, <laughs> no, he's got oh, the ability. You, know? you just ain't got the mind for it. I'm telling you. I mean, maybe he will, but he just puts himself in some crazy places. What's that that saying? If he he fell into a barrel of tits, he'd come up sucking his own thumb. Yeah. (laughs) That's how unlucky he is. He is the definition of that thing where it's like, you're probably wondering how I ended up here. You know? (laughs) It's like bad bad luck, Brian. Yeah, 100%. But um, yeah, Bournemouth. Bournemouth. I don't think. Yeah, they they just need to be focused on. They they went through that period where they sacked. They sacked. Um, I can't, I can't remember his name. He took Edward. Over. Edward Howe. Oh no, before. No, before, well, no, no after after. Um, but they didn't need to. They didn't need to make that change. They didn't need to do that. And since then, things have gone tits up. And now we've got Jonathan Woodgate trying to trying to make make dreams work. It, it's 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 not happening. It ain't happening. But yeah, Jamaica, Jamaica 2022. You watch out for that. Got big names playing there. There's apparently Mason Holgate might be might be coming to join the Reggae Boys. Got Leon, yes. Leon Bailey. Leon Bailey is already there, you know. Um, Sounds awful, I'll be honest. With you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's, yeah, they're going to rag. Oh, no. gonna it's going to be a madness. Um, what we got in the comments here, Callum? Um, yeah, big shouts, Callum is up in the is up in the in the draft wisely group. Big up to yourself there. We are not going to talk about Brighton next because it wouldn't make sense because they're on the South Coast. However, we've got another FA Cup game that we need to cover before we move on to that. And I didn't really think of it that way, which is annoying. However, it's time for this. What's our Everton? Yeah, so Brighton are not up next. Um, so what are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about Everton. Because they lost banter, but even when they win, this is this is the fixed subject that we do. What are Everton? Everton nil, Manchester City two. This was their opportunity. I'm sorry, because Man City were not at the races. They they 
acted like champions again, did what they needed to do, made things happen and, you know, dealt with it at the end. But Everton had their fair share of a gig as well. I, I feel quite bad for Everton. I think they ha- they did hold a good account of themselves and they've conceded two goals. Again, two. I think 2 nils flattering a little bit and they were both in the last 10 minutes. So Everton did as much as they could to hold on. But I just... They're ju- that's the difference. Obviously, it's Man City versus Everton. But Everton are a good team. And even when City aren't playing up to their high standards, they're also a good team. So when they brought the big players on and De Bruyne comes on and everyone steps up a gear, you, you just can't compete with it, man. Like yeah. City at the minute is just just different gravy. Different gravy. And uh, also in the FA Cup, you've got five substitutions as well. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. When you can see the when you see De Bruyne, Silva, Torres, and stuff coming off the bench, you just be like, "Oh God!" Like you've just worked yeah. so hard for eighty minutes keeping a clean sheet, and then it's like, "Oh." Gundogan <laughs> uh, got the opener. Um, seven minutes, well, six minutes from time, and then there's a bit of controversy with the second goal with Mares. Was it Mares? It was Mares. Mares. Wasn't it? it was Mares um, and Decore? on Yerry Mina. Yerry. Oh, it was Mina, was it? Yeah. So. He's raised his foot. Mina's dipped down. No contact, though. So, do you think it should have been ruled out for a high foot or a free kick should have been given? Right, I'm going to say this, and this might not make sense, but here we go. A free kick should a free kick should have been given for a high foot, but in the whole context of that, I wouldn't have ruled a goal out for it, if that makes sense. If he doesn't give the free kick, then I don't think there's enough to go. And back and... <laughs> does, that, does that make sense? Are you on that? Are you having a strong page on Facebook? <laughs> <laughs> no, listen, 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 Ross. What I'm saying is, in normal circumstances, you would, you probably would give that for a free kick. It's soft, but you probably would give it right. But what I'm saying is, is that is that enough? There's no contact. Is his foot high enough? Because then, if you've got VAR involved, then then what's what's the what's the thing they'd be looking for there? Like, because how high does a foot have to be to be high foot if someone's bending in as well? Do you know what I mean? Well, I, I don't even think that would have cleared my head, that foot. So yeah, I don't think it should have... Been. I think I think the right decision's been, been met. Yeah, I don't think it was anything drastic. I mean, it's just the consistency. It's because that they see that happen five, six times a game. So if you watch the Everton players, they all stop and put their hand up. And De Bruyne literally just jogs past them. And Sigurdsson's literally yeah. looking at the ref going, mate, mate, when he should just be tracking De Bruyne. So. But then there's, you can use clever refereeing and just give a free kick for that. You know, every, it's sometimes, ref, sometimes refereeing is about expectation. You might, you, you might, as the ref, be standing there going, that is nowhere near a foul. But if everyone's expecting it to be a foul, just blow and give it. Yeah, but that's because what I mean. Part of his sales, but that's exactly what I mean. So I could, it could, I could see why it should be a free kick, but I don't think it was big enough to go back and roll a goal out for. Mm. What do you reckon, Edward? <clears throat> I completely forgot Everton played in the FA Cup. This is a game that <laughs> the highlights for. Like, like, uh, <laughs> I'll be honest with you, it's like I, did, I realized they were playing City, and I didn't even bother watching it because yes, I am tired. I'm shouting, but. Um, um, <laughs> But I'm more. I'm kind of more interested in the aftermath of the result. Um, Manchester City are due. Uh, you know, the the, tre- the quadruple is still on. They've mm. got a League Cup final to play. They will most likely win it. They've already won the league. I hope so. I hope they'll be. So. They'll be certainly favourites now in the FA Cup. Now Manchester United have gone out. Um, Champions League will be the tough one. 
you know, pundits, pundits who, you know, was two years ago talking about a quadruple and then talking about relegation. What do you want, bro? Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> DND, DND. Oh, yeah, but no, no, I'll, I'll get that. I mean, like, I was listening to a, a radio publication the other day. Uh, it's a very popular one that talk about sport. Make of that as you will. And they were talking about turn Man this City. Off for some reason. I'm so sorry. <laughs> like, it just won't <laughs> stop. <laughs> they were talking about Man City, and if they won the quadruple, you know, would, would you like to see them do it? Now, I'm an Arsenal fan. Ed, you're a Liverpool fan. Cotton, you're a Man United fan. No, no. But there you no, go. Yeah. Yeah, no I, way. I personally don't mind if they do it. Not and them. the only reason why I don't mind if they do it, Man City, is because I don't really know many Man City fans. In fact, I know I three. Know I know three real-life Man City fans. So in terms of banter, I, the th- reason why I don't want other teams to do certain things, obviously I want my team to be winning things, but the reason why I don't want other teams doing it is because I know way too many fans of that club. Like when you Ed, when you lot played in the Champions League final against Real Madrid, I was all Real Madrid, and I couldn't <laughs> wait to see Scum. all the Liverpool fans kicking off and doing whatever. When you played against Spurs, it was tough because yeah, exactly. I can't Whereas, afford, that worked, yeah. as an Arsenal fan, I cannot afford Spurs to win the Champions League before we ever do it. So I needed you guys to do it, but then I couldn't deal with the bull crap. Everywhere, oh, six times, rah, rah, and I know that's how you've well, no, Cotton, you would have wanted Spurs to win that. Oh, the Champions League, yeah, 100%. 100%. <laughs> 100%. Oh, no, right. Do you know, do you know, yeah, it's funny because they've, they've literally just been talking about this. Um, I saw they were talking about it on Talk Sport during the week, but people that say things like a Liverpool fan that'd be like, no, I hope Manchester United win the Europa League, I want the English, <laughs> I want the English team to do well, like, let you need your hard drive checking if that's the way yeah. you view that. It, yes, it you starts do. somewhere. No, with that, right? I want every single English team to do incredibly well in the group stage to maintain yeah, our coefficient points. Yeah, I'm the yeah. same. And then yeah, all the of same. you disappear. Disappear. Yeah. Don't want you here. Honestly, I want every single team to get knocked out of the last 16 of the Europa. Every single team to get knocked out of the, um, in the last 16, well, last 32 of the Europa, last 16 of the, um, of the Champions League. And I want my team to go off and hopefully go to glory because coefficient points work well. And then, you know, the Arsenal get a trophy. Who are you going yeah. to be rooting for when we're in the Champions League final this year, boys? Um, Bayern Munich. <laughs> who are you, who are you in the, imagine, imagine, imagine a Liverpool City final. I'd have to I'd have to go with Liverpool. I'd have to go with Liverpool. They've already won a Champions League. No, I want City to do it. I know, I'd want City no, to do it. No, I want, I want no. City to, yeah. I want, I want, I want City right. to do that. And, Here, and I, the, I would love it. Here's the, Here's the I would love it if they won. Love it. Here's, here's the clickbait on the podcast, like the description tomorrow. We're like, Cotton wants Liverpool to win Champions League final. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, and, there's, and there's just the soundbite of me going, yeah, I'd want Liverpool to win it. I want yeah. Liverpool to win the Champions League. That's fine. I could cut that. And it's also like the um, the inner Arsenal, not feeling that title. <laughs> Big up yourself, by the way. Uh, realistic Gunner Laurie. Uh, Uncle Laurie, they call him on, uh, on, on the show that they do with bits and bobs. But yeah, Man United did find that in Arsenal. Passing it out of the back, shagging it, and then and then Fred turn up like prime, prime shaka. You know, so it's what it is. Right, let's talk about some. <laughs> let, let's talk about some Premier League football uh, because there was three Premier League games that happened this weekend. Um, one of those, well, there's four that are happening this weekend. One is live right now. Score check. 
No, no. No, no, lovely. Right, so let's talk Thanks, about Colin. West Ham versus Arsenal. <laughs> thank you. Uh, yeah, for our, for our uh, yeah. pitch site reporter, Stephen Cotton. Stephen Cotton, what's the score? No, no, thank you very much. Right, so uh, <laughs> West Ham 3, Arsenal 3. This game was a madness. And I imagine for every neutral watching this game, they had the most amount of joy watching this unfold. As an Arsenal, as a West Ham fan, I, I reckon for the first half, you'd be thinking... These are a bunch of pash. And as an Arsenal fan... You just... scored one goal in a three <laughs> game. Arsenal like... scored one goal, <laughs> goal in... one goal in six. And it was quite <laughs> nice as well. I quite I quite liked it. I like that header. Uh, Cafu at, the, at right back today was fantastic. From an Arsenal's talk... point of view. Oh, from Arsenal's point of view. Cafu, Cafu Chambers. <laughs> Come on, boys, <laughs> just leave. Just leave. No, no, because because I've had enough. I've had enough of stupid comparisons because of every five minutes. It's the Croydon De Bruyne. It's the Croydon De Bruyne. Martin, just sorry, Ed. I WhatsApp you it was the other week or whatever, and I literally yeah. said like, Martin Tyler, his waffling is honestly just getting me to levels now. Like it's it's endearing that he's an old boy now, but honestly they'll be like. Uh, good save there from uh, the goalkeeper. Uh, I didn't know if you know, Gary, that this week is 17 years to the day since the last daffodil was sold in uh, Nottingham Market on a Thursday. <laughs> it's like, what? Like, just fucking get on with it, man. Right. He, he honestly, and it, he just wants all his catchphrases to stick. And every time he says something, he keeps saying it. And if it, honestly, if it was a TV show, he'd be looking into the camera going, Croydon De Bruyne. You can hear the grin on his face. Yeah, it's like being at a family function and your pap just telling dead jokes, but it's your pap, so you can't not be like, oh, yeah. Well, you well, have well, to allow it. That's, that's Gary Neville, doesn't it? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well done, man. Well, Gary Neville's your pap. You know the Gary Neville podcast, which is just like ten minutes long after the game. It's like he's like it's just an interview, and he's like, "And welcome to the Gary Neville podcast." And it's like it's just a chat. Like they're just they're just doing the same thing they always do, but they just put podcasts under it. What like us? Yeah, if it works, yeah. it works. Don't don't knock the system. <laughs> steady on, steady on. Right, opening goal. <laughs> Messi Lingard. Mate. The, just everything about it, the touch to, to set it up and then the volley, just the spin on the ball. It literally could have been computer programmed how perfect it was, like how it just spun away at the last minute from Leno. Absolutely stunning goal. Messi Lingard yeah. is real, man. The hype back is real. Like he wants that England place bad. He's back in the England squad and to be honest, of form, he deserves it. So I kind of rate Gareth Southgate, Southgate out, for picking players by form. In this situation, Eric Dyer's there though, so you yeah. Know, but the problem is, Lingard's going to be playing right back, so it doesn't make a difference. Look. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, right yeah. Wing, yeah. Right wing yeah. back. <laughs> <laughs> Jinx. Um, the second goal. What a shambles! Come from Jared Bowen, and to be fair, quick thinking from West Ham. Fair play, but fundamental rules when you are learning to play football. One play to the whistle. Two, turn and face. Three, and use your feet. Yeah. Four, as a goalkeeper, don't get beaten in near post. I still have uh -huh. nightmares about Champions League final in 2006. Get a beat in near post twice. That happened. And um, then the third goal, <laughs> I'm so glad 
the third goal happened the way it did because it was uh, Mikel Antonio header and it was flicked off by um, by Suchek. And that was one of the shots on target that I needed, which was awesome. So then Arsenal pulled one back just before half-time with um, technically a Suchek own goal, but I loved the turn, the turn and shot. It was beautiful from, oh, gracias. I love deliveries. Thank you very much. So, yeah, the turn and shot from, from Lacazette took it really well. So shame is deflected because I thought it was that was decent centre-forward play. Arsenal should have scored again. They should have scored again with with uh, Bukayo Saka. He just put it, he passed it to Fabianski and that wound me up. But after that, it was Arsenal. A lot of Arsenal. West Ham did have a couple of chances though, especially Antonio. The, Antonio off the post. The the shot by uh, Declan Rice after he waded through like prime Yaya. He oh, did actually yeah, do that. He started on his own box and just went. Or, or was that if the score was like three one Arsenal at that point, I would have been willing that goal to go that shot to go in. Because I want to see good goals. As a football fan, I want to see it. As an Arsenal fan, I am thankful that didn't go in because that would have killed the game. That would have made it four two game done, bam. And there was another one as well where Karen, uh, sorry, Kathy Chambers sort of, you know, is fantastic defensive oh, work again. Oh, oh was this also uh well, we're talking about Kafu Chambers. It didn't. It didn't. Um, Thank you for addressing him properly. By the way, fine. it didn't. It didn't result in a goal. But there was at one point where he just did some like out of the out of the foot first time pass that just literally looped over the whole defence and landed to like Lacazette. I think he nearly scored from yeah. that. Yeah, but it's just yeah, Chambers. Just was, like what? Yeah, he was brilliant. He was absolutely fantastic. I couldn't believe what I was seeing with my own eyes. But Arsenal have questions. They really do. How can Arsenal? be 3-0 down it's not acceptable it isn't and then Arsenal fans are getting gassed because we come back from 3-0 down going oh yeah you know oh absolute masterclass you know be able to you know do this and do that and graph rah rah I'll tell you what if the game finished 3-0 and we played like that then fantastic but we're 3-0 down how could you be 3-2 yeah. down and not score a single goal yeah, that's man. the real question <laughs> I don't Do actually have an answer for that. A good, point, a good point in the end, but before the game, you would and you saw this result, you would have gone missed opportunity. Yeah, for both teams, West Ham could have um, closed the gap on Chelsea with their game in hand, and Arsenal could have said, "Hey, maybe we're in a conversation by winning that game." Because I think a win yeah. would have put you on forty-four points, forty-five. I'm unsure. Yeah. And you know, Liverpool are on forty-six, and Liverpool is, and then you've got West Ham, who would have been on forty-eight. So you know, you certainly would have closed in on at least Europa League. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly the shout there. Exactly the shout. Um, we need to, we need to talk. Um, I think we need to do Fulham versus Leeds next because there's stuff that I need to talk about in the final game that we're going to cover because things ain't things ain't right. In the in the northeast, and I think it needs a little bit more time than rush it in. So, uh, Fulham one leads two. I honestly thought that Fulham were going to win this game. Mm-hmm. This is the one that I thought was going to make things happen, and it's dis- it's, a dis- it's a disappointment for them that they didn't do it. But they are two points uh, from safety, so they still can, close. 
turn it around they can um anderson with a with the um equalizer after banfordinho we have to call him proper by his name now don't we you know go on assist be, be, what, what, what number is he worth Lee? Is he wear number nine does he yeah he's number nine so it's B9. We'll have to call him B9. B9. Yeah, that's so good. B9. B9. It just sounds like you're playing battleships. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's, um, yeah, Patrick Bamford, you know, he's just missed out on the uh, on a call-up for England. Do you think that he deserves one now? No. Um... Uh, He's not the clinical be... striker we're going to need. The, the style of system, the style of play we're going to, the, the system we're going to play with is going to leave us with not many opportunities against the big teams. I want a Harry Kane there. I want a, a Calvert Lewin there over a Bamford. We're not going to yeah. dominate. We're not going to dominate the ball at post um, post the group stage. I can't see it. it. I wouldn't want him. It's been three years as well for people to prove themselves. Prove themselves. He's only been doing it for one. Um, there's plenty of other players he deserves to be in. Yeah, exactly that. If it was a friend, if it was a friendly, then yeah, take him. Like, do whatever. But I think like uh, Shay Adams probably deserves a shout just as much as he does. Um, who's your man for um, Ollie Watkins? Probably deserves a shout before before Bamford does. Plus, he'd sit, he'd suit the style more. So it's we have we've had this conversation loads of times where if one English player plays well, it's like, oh, should he get a call-up? But people forget there's six or seven better already in that position. Like, we can't just mm. give them an England call-up because they've been half-decent in the league. It just it just doesn't work that way. But. Yeah, but the thing is, with Ollie Watkins, he has been called up to... The, I know it's a 26-man squad. They've got three games. I, I, I don't want Patrick Bamford to get called up. And you know why. I don't want him to get called out. We oh, all yeah. know why we yeah. don't. Because it's going to cost two up top as a collective a lot of money. As a collective, it's... no way. No, no, no. Well, no, no, no. no, no, no. As far as I'm concerned, that's mad sports network. Uh, uh, no, it's not. not. <laughs> no, yeah, it said it. No, it said it. It said it on the, I, on the show. We have I, it. I, my agent. I, 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 I can't do well. I, yeah, I, I can't do well. I, yeah. Yeah, I did it. I've seen that. the video, bro. I look back. I'm not involved, Gav. Nice try. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. I, I said a grand. I'm sure you said a season ticket. Yeah, yeah. If he was top he scorer. If he was yeah. top scorer. He's not. You said if he gets a call up. Mine, I don't, no, 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 no. no. I said if he goes to the Euros. Gav's is the Euros. Yes. Yeah, Gavs yours is the Euros. So, so I'm if panicking. If he goes to the Euros, I'm I fine and really fit. He, he scored the winner in the Euro <laughs> final for I care. I don't. Yeah. I'm not involved. Um, but yeah, Patrick Bamford should get a call up for like a friendly or that because you don't even know if he can play for England yet. You don't even know if they sit if there's if he'd get the best of them. Some players turn up for a friendly and play poorly, and then you want to stick him in a European campaign. Oh, mm. could you imagine? Yeah. Oh God, mate. Right. Um. Let's um. Let's turn these off. We're gonna. We're gonna. You know. I, I want Fulham to stay up. I really do. They play proper football, as far as I'm concerned, and it's really enjoyable to watch. I was watching um dugout last week, and they had um Eleanor from Lily White TV on, and for banter, she said that Spurs should go for Scott Parker, and. I actually think it would be a good idea. No he plays way. good football. Imagine the, the well, look at this at the players that top. He plays pack. naive football. No, I think he plays exciting football with dead players. Apart from Josh Madger, boss. Right. Yeah. 
Brighton three, Newcastle nil. Brighton, this is a team that can't bag. And they bagged three times. Danny Welbeck's on form. Danny Welbeck bagged. You know things are bad when Danny Welbeck bagged. Colin, did you watch last week's show or listen back at all? Because I want you to know that last week, Gav said to me that Danny Welbeck looked like prime Welbeck. What the hell was prime <laughs> Welbeck? <laughs> you understood what I meant, though. You knew what I meant, though. Yeah, I know. I will defend this Prime Welbeck to me is when he was when he was he had a, he still had a good first touch. He was he was quite leggy and rangy, and he'd run his socks off for you. He, he had, Welbeck had a use. He was yeah, he was all right. Like he wasn't terrible. I was thinking if I had a crash and I'm just missing out on some golden years where he's like top scorer, like England's like <laughs> he went he weren't terrible. He went Real Madrid and all. Yeah, yeah. In in a previous life, he started yeah. turning up elsewhere. <laughs> oh my god, look at this. Great part is the Brexit Guardiola without conversion rate. <laughs> oh, he's not far off. Like, uh, and you've won the week. We was a I'd, show. I'd rather have Graham Potter at uh, um, for, um, Spurs than Scott Parker. Maybe either of them. They both play nice football. The issue with Brighton, they have. That, I was going to say I haven't got a striker, but, you know, two of them back to the weekend. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Three of them, yeah. Because Trossard sort of plays off off your man, doesn't he? But, you know, Trossard, Trossard's been showing some real nice form of late. You know, just that link-up play has been brilliant. Danny Welbeck's hold-up play. Excuse me, I know what you mean, Cotton, about the legs. He's been yeah. doing it and it looks good. But Brighton, I don't think we need to talk about Brighton. I think Brighton will be safe. I think they'll be fine. They they played too too nice a football for them to go down right now, if I'm honest. Mm. Newcastle. Yeah, they're going it's, down. It's getting harder for us to to try and defend Brucey now, isn't it, every week? Because yeah. every week it is finding excuses for him, comparing his points to Rafa and stuff. But at the minute, like you said, they might be going down. This isn't but we we called this about five or six weeks ago when we saw the the points what Fulham's form was was on on the upswing. It was just before they went on their run. Remember when yeah. their remember when their run started doing bits, and it was like, well, just before it was like you know they've got these games. We probably won't see them get many points, and they got like seven and nine, and yeah. then they played. I think they played and they, they lost. And then they played against Liverpool, which was a free hit, and then they won. And it's like, it's nil-nil at half-time against City. It's like, Fulham could dig themselves out of the mire here. Uh, I think they will. I think Newcastle are in some serious, serious trouble, man. They are playing the worst football. That's the thing. Mathematically, they're in it just as much as Fulham and even Brighton. But, Mathematically. but it's 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 just not inspiring. You often think if they were to somehow stay up and F- Fulham were still the unfortunate club to go down, what can Newcastle even do to stop themselves being here next year? Yeah, I mean, they've, they've been circling for a bit, haven't they, really? Because what's going to stop them from dropping off the pace even further? You know, it might not be the case if they just slowly fall into a relegation battle. They can be there from week one next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They carry on Newcastle with the coming down is the worst thing that can happen to Mike Ashley. Yeah, he will not be able to recoup the type of funds that he wants to sell this club for if they go down. Even uh-huh. if you sell them the dream and say they're going to come back up, and you're saying all these players are going to hang about, I'm being very, I'll be very, very intrigued to find out what players have got relegation release, relegation clauses. Could they come back in up? their contract. 
Do you think this yeah. Newcastle team could come back up? Yeah. Yeah, I honestly do. I do. This okay. Newcastle team can. But how many of them will stay? Yeah, exactly. But a lot of these players already did go down with them and bring him back up. Well, I I I, I can see players like well, Jamal Sells is Sh- a champion player who came up. Joe Linton, you can't have a 45 million player. player. No, whether up, whether it's up. worth it or not is a different story. But you can't have a four. Yeah, Almiron, he won't be there. No. You know, who else? I think the only players that are really worthy and that would actually stay a lot of people like Emil Kraft. Do you know what I mean? Because he's a dead guy. Do you know what I mean? Maximin, like, whoever, someone gets, someone Maximin. gets that. Oh, Maximin God. Yeah. So Maximum definitely See, would go. I, I, th- I think so Maximum would do bits at United. I, 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 think, I, think, at United. I think the same thing, but. Nah, L- Liverpool will get him. They're much smarter. I'm <laughs> joking. <laughs> Yeah, but what, what, give, 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 we give. love going for the relegation teams. We're like, we'll have a Shakiri, we'll have a Winyalda. We love it. Every yeah. year we get one. Every well, you year. got that relationship because you got Winyalda from from Newcastle. We honestly, so. we love we love getting bargains. When Robertson got relegated with her, we're like, oh, we're circling. We always do it. We're obsessed with bargains because <laughs> we refuse to spend big bucks unless we sell players. But... Yeah, hundred percent. But like, yeah, Newcastle, they're in, they're in, they're in the shambles at the moment. And I, for my, I do. I do feel for them because they have got a giant stadium. Their fans are so honest and dedicated. I actually love Newcastle fans. I really do. I just think that... Well, I, I want to see what happens when they do finally sell the club. You know, they've been selling it since I was in nappies, you know, and... That, we're going back years. As far as, I was going to say, as far as Ed's concerned, we're going back to 18, 1839. But it was the first division. They they need to, <laughs> depressed to win it that year. They they need to go back to basics. They need to have a look at a decent gaffer. They need to get Bruce out. I really do believe that they need to do that. I think they should look at someone like a Graham Potter. I, yeah, I, I mean, or, or maybe see what Eddie Eddie Howe see what Eddie Howe's doing. What about Frank Lampard? Well, no. That might be too much of a challenge for him, to be honest. And he's got no real like, affinity with the club, has he? So I don't know if it'd be, I don't know if it'd be a good fit. Well, remember when Eddie Howe left Bournemouth and went to Burnley and he left after six months because he was homesick? There's no way he's going to be going to Newcastle. It's even right. further away. But it's a bloody good night out. Bottom can make the same mistake as, say, uh, Eddie Howe, where they stay at the club too long. You know, he had Eddie Howe was wet, like, was deserving of another move to a big club, and now it's kind of a bit tarnished. So now you say Eddie Howe, people go, uh, really? But yeah, well, we will talk about Eddie Howe to Arsenal, Eddie Howe for England. What happens when Graham it's Potter like, gets him eventually relegated? Well, Graham Potter is mad because like he came in beginning of last season. He had a great. He didn't even have a great, great two three months. He just got him playing some real nice football, and then he. Got a six-year bumper deal, so it was only technically a year into his new six-year deal. I think it was just a little bit. I know that they're trying to build something, but I think it might be a bit much. Just saw that comment there. Um, you know, Gerard to to Newcastle. If Newcastle not stay yet. in the Premier League, no. If Newcastle stay in the Premier League, then yeah, why not? I, th- I think Gerard. I think that's a natural build, build something at Rangers for a couple of years before making another move. Personally. I say build something, at least just hold off. 
Well, they've got Champions League football next year. He'll want to compete in that, or at least you know have a crack at it. I mean, it, it, if he just leaves after winning the league, you'll be like, yeah. What, what's the point? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like you did well, but you could have done more. Mm. Little word on the old firm. Oh what yeah. Um, oh yeah. Cheers, cheers to Rangers. Um, Hold it to Rangers. We haven't. Yeah, touched, yeah congratulated him yet. Massive, massive shout out to the big babies of Celtic for not giving him a guard of honour because they didn't want to. That's yeah, pathetic. That is absolutely yeah. pathetic. There's no, the yeah. whole, like, granted, we all, like, have rivalries and that, but the, you can't, you can't um, make the most of winning if you don't accept losing. It, exactly. it makes it yes. so, that's the whole point of sport. Like, what children? Yeah. Well, it was, a, it was a good, it was a good game for me because I had uh, two separate request bets. One was Morelos and Scott Brown to be carded. Easy money. And then yeah, the other one, free money. The, that one. The other one was Morelos to score. Did you put that one on? Yeah, man. Wanker. <laughs> and, oh, I was dead. What word was that, guy? Uh, and banker. Yeah, <laughs> but that could w. work. That could work in the could context. Work. Look at him drinking the wine he's bought off that winning. And hold on, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. And I had thirty quid on Leicester. Oh, oh, I can't respect bets like that, but I kind of can. I, I, oh, I do. Can. <laughs> I can. I mean, like, today was a good day for me. I had the three. It was three to one, wasn't it? Morelos and Brown to get booked. Yeah, yeah. Thank you very much. Free money, and then Cheers. I had. I put a tenner on Suchek to have two shots on target and Lingard to have one on target as a double. So that returned a lovely one thirty. Thank you very much, Patrick Power, for assisting me on my path to glory today. <laughs> it's been a while since I've been able to enjoy the art of uh, of the... Uh, I was going to try and think of a really cool word for betting. It's, it's frigging betting. But it's been going <laughs> wrong of late. But I'm happy today. So, lovely. That's it for us. Well, um, Liverpool have, haven't lost for two weekends in a row now. Liverpool are unbeaten in two weekends. Uh, unbeaten. Uh, unbeaten. It's almost like Arsenal in 2003-04. Anyway, um, you can follow us on all social media <laughs> platforms. At to Top Football, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, Instagram. Uh, to Top will be back next Sunday. Uh, well, we'll probably have a little chat about some international football and some other stuff as well, because international football, let's be honest, is pretty wank. So we're going to talk about some uh, some enjoyable stuff. Um, you'll be able to see Gav Max's face on uh, the Bundesliga show, which is on for this week is going to be via the TFB dugout channel. So make sure you go have a look at them and also a new channel that I've been working on as well. MAD sports network. Did you know if you put that into Google, that comes at first as well. Lovely stuff. But um, that Bundesliga show will be over there. And then the audio will be available for you guys via to up top to listen to later on that evening. But yeah, uh, for myself, down. Gav Mack, um, Ed Hall's dead cam, and yeah. Stephen Cotton. <laughs> Thank you. And good night. Southgate out. Southgate out. Southgate out.